get into the weekend that just uh, finished yesterday, um, and then obviously get into our Monday Night Football picks. But we do have a lot of baseball to talk about. It's going to be sad for some of us, not for me. But uh, it's neither here nor there. And then the NBA season starts tomorrow. So we have a lot we need to cover. Um, so we're not really going to beat around the bush. I am going to say, um, don't forget the YouTube Fun in the Locker Room if you missed any of the past episodes or need to go re-listen to some of Rank's outrageous takes. Make sure to go do that. Check it out. Same name, Fun in the Locker Room. Same with the Twitter, especially with the NBA season. And now that we're fully into the MLB playoffs, um, which are going to conclude soon, uh, we'll definitely get more active with the polls and then obviously the Monday Night Football polls. But not going to waste any more time. Let's jump straight into it with um, recaps and overreactions from, I guess we'll do this past week, unless any of yours applied <laughs> to the week before. Um, I guess I'll start first. Over the past, I think we left the show two weeks ago. Giants were 3-1. and one. The Birds were still undefeated. Cowboys were 3-1 and one also. And... If you had left the show telling me the Giants won, Giants just kept it close into either of these next two games, I would have been excited, thrilled. But the fact that they went in to London, beat the Eagles, sorry, no, didn't beat the Eagles, beat the Packers in London, and then beat the Ravens this week is ridiculous. Giants are 5-1 and one playing the two hardest games of the season. And then the Eagles kept going, kept winning the games, and the Cowboys lost last night, but other than that, have won the rest of the way. The NFC East will have two teams in the NFC Championship game. The NFC goes to the NFC East. Best division of football. Best division of the NFC. I'm loving it right now. Liam, I'm going to let you respond first to that. Uh, Sean, what do you think the final record for the Giants is going to be? Looking at their schedule, um, we're playing the Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions. That could be four wins, going 9-1. and one. Cowboys Commanders. I think we split the Cowboys. So we win that one. Ten one. Commanders eleven one. Split the Eagles. I. It could be ten and. I can see ten and seven. Eleven and five. Ten and seven. Eleven, 11 and five. five. Yeah. Easily. When you look at the rest of the schedule. Oh, eleven and six. Eleven and six. Eleven and six. Yeah. I think that's that's a good prediction. Do you think they could go? I think you do more than that. They go five hundred the rest of the way. They're. Easily in a nice playoff spot. Exactly. John, and the Cowboys with Dak Prescott coming back, they're going to be a legitimate team. Like, Cooper Rush experiment has obviously ended. I think we've all realized that. And the Eagles are ridiculous. Night, yeah, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> Sean, just a question for you as a Giants fan. How would you say exactly the Giants are winning games? Heart, defense, big stops, and manipulating <laughs> the offense. Like, just creative plays that get the get the ball in space to our playmakers okay that's a good answer and i think to be honest though i think the biggest test of what we are as a team is going to come next week next four games in jacksonville seahawks texas lions because to be completely honest we've played tough teams but we've kept very close games we haven't blown anybody out we won by three by one by biggest win was by eight against the bears so if we can go into Jacksonville and put up like win by ten, then then I start to like have full confidence in them to do things going forward. I think going what was that nine and one? Um, it, it's very tough for anyone to to say okay this team's not legit because there's not many teams that go nine one or not yeah. legit regardless of who they're playing. Um, you know, and and this is no longer the weak division in football. You got to play the Eagles twice. You got to mm-hmm. play the the uh, Cowboys twice, and and Jack Prescott's coming back, and I'm assuming you. Still have one more game against. One more game against Cowboys. Two games against Commanders. Two games against Eagles. 
two games against the Eagles. So those are going to be huge games to yeah. determine whether this ge- team's legit. Packers and Ravens, um, obviously solid wins, kind of teams with negative momentum right now, but still nonetheless solid wins that kind of solidifies you in that upper tier. Um, it, is it fair to say you're, you're assuming it's, it's going to be Eagles-Giants in the championship game? Yeah, it's probably my biggest bet right now. Wow. Is there any other – because, I mean, you so left a lot of if you ambiguity in your take. Is there any other combination? Yeah, the Cowboys, Cowboys, Eagles could be it. Okay, Cowboys, Giants. I think any of those takes. But you look at the rest of the NFC. Like, there's holes up and down this conference. Like we've talked about this. The Rams have once again almost lost to the Panthers. The Vikings have now five and one. They're probably the second, the fourth best team in this conference. Like the Buccaneers, we don't trust the Buccaneers. I don't know. I think this is a wide open conference. I think the NFC East is three of the best teams. It is wide open. There's just a lot of. A lot of the teams that I think people were projecting to do well, Buccaneers, Rams, Vikings, I mean, excuse me, Packers, are just not doing well this season. No. Just not looking good at all. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It's a wide-open conference. Um, kind of the top projected dogs are, you know, um, I would say it's a pretty horizontal plane as far as uh, a, a hierarchy in the NFC right now. Anybody, It's really anybody's game. Uh, anybody's conference to take right now. But I think a week, year after year, I think we find these teams that, I think the Giants are this team this year that find ways to win these gritty games. Like, there's always the stats of, like, the teams that win the close games every single week, and you always predict them to, like, regress back to the mean. They don't do it during the season. They would do it next year. I think this might just be the Giants' year where we just find ways to win this game. Like, going down the stretch of the game yesterday, I think the Ravens had twice had the ball to, like, try to win this game, and twice the Giants got sacks and fumbles and got the ball back the defensively just ridiculously hard-nosed playing and we have a pass rush for the first time in a while they held Lamar Jackson to made him look human mm-hmm. Liam's boy they, they stopped him they did exactly what they needed to do and they, they did in crunch time too yeah stepped up when it mattered most mm-hmm. and this is first year head coach right yeah Brian Dable Brian Dable Bill's office coordinator okay Really, uh, and like, all I've really seen is are the videos of him just getting absolutely pumped oh, after yeah. these wins. And I think that's like football more than like a lot of other sports. It's all about the culture and getting a team to buy in. And that's a coach you want to play for, someone that's excited like that. Yeah, and a wide receiver's been hurt. Like we beat the Packers, and our number one wide receiver that week was Richie James. I don't know who that is. Exactly. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea who He's that been is. Been league bounced around like there's just so many injuries, and we just keep finding ways to win. Barkley's been playing absolutely ridiculously, and. The rookies have been playing well. Wow, very solid. I'm sure we'll get back to the NFC East at some point in the show, but let's uh, let's go to Liam's take t- for this past weekend. Yeah, I've been saying this for a while now, but um, I think we can set it in stone. Tom Brady is done. Should have retired. Um, don't know what he's doing out there anymore. You know, he's got his whole off the field mess going on with his wife, or I guess not wife anymore. Um, <laughs> and then you you guys saw the video of him screaming it off at his offensive line as they were getting smoked by the terrible, terrible Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I just want to say that the Buccaneers are very lucky that that the NFC South stinks this year Mm -hmm. because they they could drop into a playoff spot somehow, but they don't deserve it, and Brady has not been playing well. Uh, Leonard Fournette has been carrying that team. I, I, I feel bad for him. With all the weapons they have on that Buccaneers team, on that offense, they should be smoking teams left and right, but they haven't been. And Brady is washed. He's too old. Father time is caught up. I'm sorry, buddy. 
Uh, you're you're delusional now, on and off the field. I, I hate when when players yell at their offensive line, especially Brady, because he has played in the NFL for so long, so much longer than I I think any Anybody other in player yeah. in in history. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to that position without some sort of protection. I I just think what what he's doing now is is making himself look like a loser, and uh, I I've, I've never liked the guy, but. I think this solidifies it. Brady, Brady's done. This is his last year, um, and he can't do it anymore. Yeah, he he. Every single week, I feel like we there's something going on. Him throwing a tablet, him yelling at somebody, he just seems to be so frustrated with that offense. And it's it, a lot falls on him. You're the quarterback. You get the accolades when you do when your team does well, and you get the blame when your team does not do well. And it's a lot on him. And I feel like he's almost checked out mentally. Because there was a report that this week he missed Wednesday practice because Robert Kraft had a wedding he went to, and Saturday he missed the walkthrough. He's not the Tom Brady who came in as a rookie and is going to practice every week. He has so much power and so much, like, nobody wants to step on him. Nobody wants to touch him in that organization. He just can do whatever the hell he wants, and he's missing practice left and right. This just is a completely different Buccaneers team, completely different Tom Brady, and I have no expectations for them to do anything in the playoffs at all. Yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much covered all the bases. Um, <clears throat> the Steelers team the week before lost by 35 to the uh, Bills and then came and beat the Buccaneers. So that really just, again, uh, says something about the Buccaneers. Um, it's also just a shame when, you know, a lot of the personnel from that Super Bowl winning team on the defense are still here. And, um, you know, at some point, when when the offense you know gets three and outs and and can't convert, I think they, I'm looking at it correctly, four for fourteen on third downs, um, wow. pretty abysmal. Um, I've honestly watched I, I've watched this like in person when back in the day as a Seahawks fan when, you know we still had the Legion of Boom, but the offense with Russell Wilson it was it was in a period when it was just so abysmal, and it doesn't matter who you have on the defensive end. Um, if you're just doing three and outs and punting and giving your opponents good field position, it really doesn't matter. If 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 your opponent has to go fifty to sixty yards every time or less, you know you're putting yourself, you're hurting your defense a lot more and and not really letting them uh, step up and do what they need to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, any, any thoughts on the Steelers? Trubisky, yeah, started right. We gotta, we all have to apologize to Mitch Trubisky. He he won the game. I I don't yeah. think well, any, I don't attempts. think anybody saw this one coming. Um, Gave you some respect to Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett got up in the first half before he got injured. Yeah, I mean Trubisky nine of twelve for 144 yards and a touchdown. Oh, I, he, I, I, Pickett I, also a touchdown. I can't too. believe it. I can't believe that Mitch Trubisky came into this game and won the Steelers the football game. And then also Chase Claypool that catch at the end of the game to ice it. Oh my lord! Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, this was just surprising. I don't think anyone before this game would have picked the Steelers no. to win, much less if you told me Mitch Trubisky would be entering the game for the Steelers that they would win. I would have thought they were down by 40. Yeah, I agree. Crazy. Crazy. That's, it's, why, that's why they play. It's kind of crazy, though, because we, we talked about this stretch the Steelers were going to go into that before a break, the fact that they were playing the that tr- Pickett was coming in to face the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Dolphins, the Eagles. And the schedule's like loosened up a little bit because the Buccaneers are not who we thought they are. Next week they're playing the Dolphins, and unless actually two back next week, I think it's confirmed two is back. So maybe that's another good team again. But they haven't been playing well recently. 
it was it was a good game for the good win for the Steelers and a win that we did not expect to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. I don't think it puts them in a playoff spot or puts them in competition for it, but just no. solid, good spirited win. How does Kenny Pickett have eleven completions for sixty-seven yards? How does that happen? Checkdowns. Checkdowns. Oh, like Tom Brady special. <laughs> Jeez. All rookie quarterbacks do these days. All with kids, kids' gloves. Just watch uh, Justin Fields try to play a football game, and oh. they don't let him do anything on the field. Jeez. All right, Drew, what's your uh, takeaway from this weekend? All right, so I'm going to say rank. You got to pump the brakes on the Niners, okay? You got to pump the brakes on the Niners. They're 3-3. Three and three. They were actually, before this weekend, leading the NFC West. But, I mean, that, that division's pretty abysmal right now. Um, I think they're still leading the NFC West. Technically, they're tied, yes. There's, I think, three teams now. Seahawks, Rams, and... and um, yeah, Seahawks, Rams, Niners. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. The Rams were leading it at 3-2, and two, I, I want to say. And they just lost, right? The Rams did lose. Yeah. So, no, Rams, no, Rams, Rams won. won. Rams won. They were 2-3. Rams two and won. Three Other way around. Okay. Yeah. So now there's three teams leading it. Um, and, you know, we're not even going to look at the Cardinals. But, you know, I, I, I don't know how much uh, faith you could have when you get, you know, your, your score is doubled by the Atlanta Falcons with Marcus Mariota. Do you? I mean, do you have anything you can say to defend this team and and this QB that you have this certain uh, affection for, affinity for? Um, it was a bad week. I think every single team has bad weeks. They, if you look at the week before though, they went into Carolina and absolutely steamrolled them. Like cost Matt Rule his job, cost Baker Mayfield his job. They looked absolutely amazing. Like Jimmy Garoppolo had one of his best games I've seen him play ever. So I think it's just a down week. They're playing the Chiefs next week. Oh, wow. Their next three games, their next two games especially, are Chiefs and Rams again. Those are going to be big games. We'll see what the Niners are about. And I think they could go in and at least win one of those games, maybe two. And they could put them close maybe against the Chiefs. Maybe two? Yeah. I think that defense plus Jimmy Garoppolo can keep it close against the Chiefs. I go back to my statement. we got to pump the brakes. Um, Rank, I'm a little worried about the Niners right now. Um, The Falcons – Threw the ball 14 times. My God. And ran it 40. 40 times. They could not stop the run. This is a solid defense. Every, everyone, Everybody has been saying this defense is insane. They're going to carry the Niners. They got absolutely steamrolled by the Atlanta Falcons running game. Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier. Al Algier. <laughs> and Mariota. And Mariota just ran them over. Oh, this was not a good showing. Jimmy G, two picks. It, it, it was not a good game. Yikes. But I Yikes. think, I think we, at least in my opinion, they're still the favorite to win the NFC West. I think Kyle Pitts got his first touchdown of the year. He did. This game? The one, day, one week I benched him, he finally got his touchdown. Wow. I mean, he only had three receptions, too. What is going on? I, I still have faith in them. What a terrible So team. you think that they're going to win the NFC West? Yes. They are your favorite. Because George Kittles broke out this game, eight receptions, 83 yards. If you look at the deeper stats, Brandon Ayuk had a great game. Debo Samuel had a great game. Like Their running game just didn't work this week, and we're going to have to see how it goes. But corrections. Jimmy G still had 300 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Like Two picks are bad, but everything else isn't crazy. They had to throw <laughs> the ball a lot more. The, pro- okay, so the biggest problem in this game, if you're looking at this, the box score, 
is the fact that the Falcons got up 14 nothing early, and the Niners are not a team to play from behind. Mm. Jeff they're, Wilson played terrible. Their team likes to run the ball and play it ahead, and they just oh. Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball 41 times is not a recipe for success. Yeah, they're, the the Niners running game yesterday was awful too. They only had 16 carries. I also think I'm I'm, I'm going to go back to Liam's point that I I feel like this team has always been their defense is the heart of this team, and then the offense with Jimmy G as the game manager just has to do enough to put up the points to outscore their opponent. Yeah. And so I don't feel – if I'm a Niners fan, I don't feel any better by seeing that Jimmy G has 300 yards and two touchdowns or AU has 80 yards because – That's fair. I, I don't – like, I would rather take Jimmy G, you know, 150 yards and AU, you know, one touchdown and a win because my defense stepped up because that's kind of how they've been winning the last couple of years. So this doesn't really – Comfort me whatsoever. If now, if if the defense is like elite, like it normally is, and then they're putting up these stats, I mean, they're just going to be blowing out teams. They had some big guys out. Like Nick Bosa didn't play this game; he was out injured. Eric Armstead was out. Javon Kinlaw, like most of their defensive line, was out this game. That's two defensive ends and a defensive tackle. It's the Atlanta Falcons. I know. But Do you know who Caleb Huntley is or Tyler Ag- no. Aglier? No, no, no. Aglier. But you look at the NFC as we've been talking about this entire show. I still have to have faith in them. Like, who would you rather in a game, Niners-Buccaneers? Who's winning that game? Jeez, I don't want to watch that. No, no, it would. But the Niners within that game? Ah, I don't know. I have more faith in the Niners. If their defense played the way that they did this week, you know. Niners-Rams. Against against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And I guess, you know, Tom Brady's a little better than Marcus Mariota. I, I wouldn't say that right now. Wow. I would not say that. I, I think I'd rather have Marcus Mariota starting a game than Tom Brady right now, how bad he's playing. Jeez. Sean, I got a stat for you. Rank, that's outlandish. And I, and, I and, hate Tom Brady, but that is outlandish. Marcus Mariota? Yeah. <sighs> Tom Brady's been absolutely terrible. I got a stat for you. Yeah. It kind of oh goes back to this defense gosh. thing. So the Niners are 3-3. Three and three. They have outscored their opponents. Let me do this math right. By 33. So does the offense really matter too much? No. But they need to do something. But guess who they have coming up? The Chiefs and the Rams. Well, they already beat the Rams once. Do you think they're going to beat it? It's tough. It's tough to sweep. You know it that. Is tough. You know it's very tough to it beat the Chiefs. It is tough, twice. but I think they can do it. I still and I hate the Rams, but I still think that with that defense and too many weapons. Too many weapons on offense and a team that you know, now they have a definitive winning culture after winning the Super Bowl. Now, I don't know what's going on with Stafford. It's kind of weird. It's been but bad. Bad. I don't know. I would still take the Rams to win this division. I agree. All right, so since we've been talking about NFC for a little bit right now, NFC championship game. Who's coming out of this division? Who's uh, coming out of this conference? This is this is way too I, – I'll, I'll stick with my original take at the beginning of the year, the Birds. No, but who, who's playing them? Uh, NFC Championship game. Who's playing the birds? Like who's the who's the Lord. one two in this division in this conference? Well, the one two it's it's very different because of the way the seating yeah. works. Um, but who's who's going to be? Can I give you a hot game? take? Yeah, uh, it's not even that I hot. I think it's going to be the it's, Rams. You think Rams Eagles? Yeah. You have faith in the Rams? No, I just I just don't have faith in the Giants, the Cowboys, or the Vikings. I was going to say Vikings Eagles. Yeah, I, I had the Vikings come out of this conference beginning with, but I, I'm still saying I, 
the Giants takes a little crazy, but I like Truth's thing. Eagles, Vikings, Eagles, Giants, Vikings, Giants. I think those are the three teams that, and even the Cowboys maybe are going to sneak in. I have no faith in the Rams. The Niners, I like. I'll defend, but I still don't have any faith in them. And the NFC South, whew, good heavens, they've got nothing. What a bad conference I, this year. I don't think this is too outlandish to say, but I think the Vikings are the worst 5-1 and one team. I think the Giants uh, have been better. You think the Vikings are the worst 5-1 team? 100%. Why? They beat the Tuolus Dolphins this week by one score. They beat the Bears last week by a touchdown. They beat the Saints because of the refs in London. They beat the Lions by four points, and they lost to the Eagles the week before that. They just destroyed the Packers. They had their four wins could have gone either way. They could be one and five right now. Yeah, but they did. I can't get behind that take. Look at their roster. Look at the weapons. Kirk Cousins. Oh, don't give me this. Kirk Cousins. Come on. Kirk Cousins is a above average quarterback with Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison's a good backup running back, Adam Thielen's still there. They've got weapons on this offense. And defensively, they still have great guys on the defensive end. I think this is one of the – I've said this going into the season. I think the Vikings easily could be the NFC. I think they're very, very lucky to be 5-1 and one right now. And there's very a lot of luck lucky. in football every week, but you can't just say everything's at the luck. The Bears and the, the, they beat the Bears by a score of the Tulist Dolphins. Right, 17 games. They still, there's always a lot of luck. You saw yeah. Waddle, Waddle and Tyreek drop 300 yards combined on this defense. But without Tua, without their starting quarterback, they and they only scored 16 it. points, they're going to be in trouble. I'm telling you, it's going to catch up to the Vikings soon. I think they are the worst five and one team. In the NFL, it comes down to can you find a way to win games, and the Vikings and the Giants have been finding ways to win games, it's, and that's gonna, what matters most. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. It all evens out. We're talking about week six right now. This things, is not the playoffs. Things don't even out during the course of the 17-week season, I found out, in football, I feel like. They even out the playoffs. No, they even out next year. <laughs> no. They don't even out in oh, the year. Okay. They even out next year. Yes. So maybe next year the Vikings will be bad, but this year the Vikings are going for it. I, I don't know. I think, you know, we look at their schedule. There's a lot of winnable games for the Vikings on there. They're bound to drop some. I'm telling you that. They're bound to lose to a Cardinals team on a bad, bad game. They're going 7-1. They're and one. bound to lose to a Jets team. They're bound to lose to the Lions once. I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not all in on this Vikings team. They're going to go 7-1, Cardinals Commanders. Yeah, I, I have a lot of faith in this Vikings team. They're winning the NFC all right, North. Let's talk about Thursday Night Football. Um, and I think I'm going to speak for all of us and say... Uh, Do we have to? NFL, oh why? <laughs> why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Where is my free monthly subscription to Amazon for having to watch these god awful games? Zero zero half. Terrible. So just Terrible. bad games. <laughs> NFL fleeced. I don't know how much money Amazon paid for Thursday night football. A but, lot of money. But they fleeced Amazon. This is absurd. These games are just awful. And you get, guess what next week is? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk Saints, about it. Saints, Cardinals. That should be better than this one, though, because at least you got like some stars, you know? Yeah. It's a little bit. You have Kyler Murray. That's better than Carson Andy Wentz. Andy Dalton and Kyler Murray on Thursday I mean, Night Football. It's, it's better than Carson Wentz and Justin Fields. Carson Wentz actually 7-0 on Thursday Night Football. They won 12-7. to It was That was a terrible game. It was a terrible game. And the week before was even worse. Yeah. It's a bad way to lose a game, too. Yeah. Really bad way. Week five, Colts Broncos, 12 to 9. That was terrible. That was a terrible game. That was tough to watch. That was tough to watch. I have faith that this Thursday night game will be better. I think it'll be okay. 
more combined points than 19. Oh, yeah. Easily. Has to be. But right? I, I really think the NFL needs to come up with a way that they can flex all primetime football games throughout the season. Because the fact that the Broncos have like five primetime games in the yeah, first seven absurd. weeks was absurd when they're like two and four and atrocious. Well, every, yeah. to be fair, everyone thought they were going to be better exactly, than Exactly, but that's but why they need to be able to flex these games. The fact yeah. that the Jets don't have a prime t- have like one primetime game, the Giants yeah. have one. Like These are fun teams absurd. to watch. You, you want to see. I feel like for the, I don't know, people that have bought tickets are kind of screwing them over. You know, like yeah. maybe they, may, they maybe they could make yeah. a 10 a.m. game, but they can't make an 8 p.m. game. I guess. Or whatever. I, I, I think this one will be better. We get to see some stars. Alvin, you know, Kyler Murray. Wait, is this week seven? Yeah, so is D is D, is D Hop back? back. D Hop's back. back, so it should I be guess. should be fun. Hopefully Lattimore's playing. Um I mean it should be a better game. I think that's a lot better matchup. Isn't Call of Duty coming out this week? So Kyler yeah, Murray's so Kyler Murray's not gonna be, be terrible. Yeah, I'm excited about that. <laughs> Saints might actually win a game. Jeez. Okay. Um, you guys want to touch on Jets Packers? Absolutely. Yes. Jets 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 Jets. I like the Jets a lot. They were my team like when I was really little, but then I just too many years of pain and misery, just absolutely terribleness. But they beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. <laughs> the reigning MVP has looked terrible this season. The Jets, I think, are for real, and I've said this. I've said this since the beginning. The, the, they're going to finish better than the Patriots. I've been saying it all year. Their special teams looked incredible yesterday. What was it, two touchdowns because of special teams yeah, yesterday for yeah, the Jets? easily. Oh, my God. I I like this team a lot, and they're doing, they're doing everything right. They're finding ways to win. Zach Wilson didn't even really have a good game, but Brees Hall did. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Oh. He had like 100, over 100 rushing yards, two touchdowns, or one touchdown, but ridiculous. Yeah. They are. They've been if balling. the Chiefs won yesterday on Sunday Night Football, or f- at a four o'clock window, the Jets would be first place. Would have been oh, first place in the AFC first East. In the AFC? They are second place in the AFC East, wow. but the Dolphins and the Patriots, and they're one game behind the Bills. This is a for real football team. They're playing hard. They're doing the little things that matter. Whew! It is ridiculous that they went into Green Bay and put up that result in Green Bay, seven point underdogs. Shout out, Sauce. out. Shout out to Sauce yeah. Gardner. The cheese. The cheese. Queso, baby. That was funny. There that is, was a little disrespectful, but that was funny. The energy with the Jets, the energy with New York and football <coughs> is ridiculous, and I'm loving it. So if the Chiefs won yesterday, the Jets would be number two in the AFC. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine that? They're That's still two, awesome. in the, they're two in the AFC right now. They're well, tied with the Chiefs for second. They're, they're five, but. Oh, true. Yeah. True. I think that's uh, – I'm happy. I'm happy for the Jets. Without looking, can you guys name the top four Green Bay receivers for receiving yards this game? Lazard? No. Was Liz Lazard, Lazard on there? I know Lazard. Sauce put him in jail, though. Yeah, he did. But I got yeah. something. Uh, Dobbs? Dubes? Yep. Cobb? Nope. Tunyon? I don't know. Yep. Oh, yeah, Tunyon had a good game. He had 90 yards. Um – God, I can't think of a fourth one. Yeah, I don't know anybody else. So. Aaron Jones as as the running oh. back. Wow. How many of those four got over fifty yards? Tunyon. Tunyon and Lazard. But yeah. that's crazy. The Packers offense. The Packers really show why Devontae Adams is so key to that offense. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady should both have retired last year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, while we're on Devontae Adams, let's uh, let's quickly talk about the um, who do they play? The they had a. 
When, with the, when Devontae Adams pushed that guy. Charger? Oh. oh. Was it the Chiefs? It was Divisional. Chiefs. Game. It was Chiefs. It was Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy's filing, filing for assault now. So that's pretty serious. I mean, it, it's just the Raiders' way at this point. <laughs> yeah. Does Devontae Adams, this is a big kind of loaded question, does he have a right to be frustrated? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, he's been balling. I... He's been absolutely balling this season. I'm going to play devil's advocate and disagree. He chose to go. I mean, you know what you're getting with Derek. Yeah, no, he, he knew did, what he was getting, but he's, he didn't he's been choose balling. to go there, really. He's been balling. Aaron Rodgers forced him out of Green Yeah, Bay. Aaron Rodgers took the money and There's didn't, didn't allow the Packers to, to sign him. Yeah, I guess he could have taken a paycheck if he wanted to really stay. But, but how it could be a ridiculous pay cut. He's yeah. A, like, let Aaron Rodgers take the pay cut. He's got so many years in the NFL. Exactly. Don't let this guy who's... Wide receivers have a limited shelf life. Take the pay cut on him. What is this big payday coming I, up? I guess the question I should ask was: Does Devontae Adams have a right to be frustrated with Derek Carr? Yes, hundred percent. This dude has five touchdowns on the year. Wait, uh, wait. Derek Carr only has five touchdowns. No, passes? Devontae Adams. Okay, he's had over a hundred yards in, in three of the games, and they have looked terrible. Still, the Raiders have looked terrible. Yeah. They have Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Derek Carr, decent offensive line. Josh Jacobs, who's been playing really well. Good, a solid defense, and they've just been losing games. And he's been balling. I I would be frustrated, too. I wouldn't be shoving dudes because, you know. I'm shocked how, like, for that, how Hunter Renfo is not broken out this year again. As as a, as a having Devontae Adams yeah. on his team, too? You'd think he'd be, he'd be balling. Yeah. Only 105 yards, no touchdowns in Terrible. throughout the entire year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm shocked by the Raiders this year. I think Josh, uh, who's the uh, Josh McDaniels, is the head coach. He's gonna be fired. Yeah, he's gone. God, he a- should. Every be. coach the AFC under West the, uh, under that Belichick tree just never does well. The AFC West has two <laughs> head coaches who are first years are supposed to be fired. Should be Broncos guy fired. The AFC West we thought was being the best division of football has looked atrocious. Yeah, even the Chargers have looked bad. Mm-hmm. So that does segue us um, into to, into Sunday night. Uh, excuse me, Monday night. We are going to go to a quick commercial, and then we will get back. Uh, but definitely stick around because we have our Monday night football games, baseball, NBA season opener. You're listening to Fun in the Locker Room. Stick around. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. We'll see clouds today with showers possible this afternoon, a high of 66. Clearing tonight, we'll get down to 39 for a low. Sunny and cooler for your Tuesday, high 55 degrees. And mostly sunny Wednesday, high 54. Hi, I'm Nick Langan. I'm the program director here at WXVU, and you're listening to V891, The Roar. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. We'll see clouds today with showers possible this afternoon, a high of 66. Clearing tonight, we'll get down to 39 for a low. Sunny and cooler for your Tuesday, a high of 55 degrees. And mostly sunny Wednesday, high 54. The Silent Disco for the World is being held at the Jake Nevin Fieldhouse Friday, October 21st from 8 to 9 p.m. The event is presented by the African and Caribbean Villanovans, the Latin American Student Organization, and the Black Student Union. Listen to oldies, new hits, slow dances, and other language while lighting the night up with headphones. 
Silent Disco for the World brings Villanova students together for a taste of culture through sound. RSVP on VU Groups. Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at wxvu.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to 89.1 WXVU, The Roar, Villanova student-run radio. Back with Fun in the Locker Room. We just finished, I'd say, most of our football segment. We do have some trivia. Um, Liam, do you want to touch on the Texans? Uh, yeah, I'd like to give an apology to the Houston Texans. I I said out of anger that you guys were going to not win a game this season, and then you went and beat Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. I think... Uh, as soon as I as soon as I left that map uh, that left my mouth, you guys just proved me wrong. Uh, but wait, before we talk about Monday night, can we talk about two two games, Chiefs Bills and the the Birds and the Boys? I think those were two games we. Oh didn't yeah, absolutely. On. Oh, I totally forgot about Chiefs Bills. Uh, uh, yeah, so Chiefs Bills. Uh, I think it's it's very apparent this is going to be. This was another preview of what happened last year. Um, AFC AFC matchup in the championship game. I, I think these are the two teams we're going to see. I think I think they are the two best teams in football. Um, Absolutely. They just both have weapons. And, and shout out to Tony Romo who who called the score on the first play of the game. He said it was going to be a twenty four to twenty game, and he he nailed it. Uh, great game, and they showed why Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are the two best quarterbacks in the world right now yeah this was not only a preview of this AFC championship game but it could f- for real be like this AFC championship game for the next five years going yeah. forward these yeah. two quarterbacks are locked in and two of the best quarterbacks in football like you there's no I don't think there's much argument these two best guys in football mm-hmm. they just have so much talent that just the way they play the game just makes it look so easy so effortless and Josh Allen hurdled the guy you see that in he got so time. high in crunch time to hurdle him on this game winning drive and so the end of the first half, the Bills drove down the field and scored a touchdown with as time like with like 16 seconds left to go on the clock. Mm-hmm. And in the NFL, that's so much time for Patrick Mahomes that he drove down the field and got them in field goal range. And Harrison Bucker hit a 62-yard field goal first week back from ankle injury. Like these teams have just so much potential, so much offensive power. Their defense has played well yesterday. Both defense they held well. them in check, which was very surprising since these two teams. We didn't expect much defense out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're clearly the best two teams of football. It was an amazing game to watch. I'm excited for the AFC Championship game this year, which in my mind, other than the Eagles, <coughs> I guess if the Eagles get there, maybe not, but it's basically it's basically the Super Bowl in that situation. I'm loving yeah. it. It makes me sad that they both are in the AFC. Yeah, it does. I think this could be, if they, if they weren't, it would be a Super Bowl matchup for years to come, but I think we're going to see these guys in the AFC Championship battling it out against each other. It was it's just great football. Yeah, it is. And there is not one there's nobody else on the planet that with a minute left in the game, quarterback scrambling, decides to hurdle a yeah. linebacker to get the first down. Josh Allen and kept running hard. He landed and kept it. running. Oh my gosh. It, it we are so lucky to be able to to watch these guys and and have these guys play each other for the next However many years with great teams, great offenses around them, great defenses. It's gonna it's gonna be great. And we uh, grew up watching 
like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in yeah. those heydays. But these guys can do things that those guys can't. Oh yeah, athletically, athletically, oh, yeah. my God, unbelievable the arm angles, the throwing ability, the scramble out of the pocket and just jump throwing. Like, mm-hmm. there's no throw on this on the football field that they can't make, mm-hmm. and then they won't try. They're so aggressive. They have short term memory. If they make a mistake, they're back and doing it again. They don't care, and they make everybody around them look great. Yeah, they really do. I think Stefan Diggs made a comment that like. Josh Allen was the quarterback he was meant to play with, and it's so true. Like the two of them together, ridiculous. And it, watching the Bills play yesterday, Stephon Diggs was open so many times. Yeah. As a defense, that's the guy you're supposed to be looking at. But when you have Josh Allen on the field, all eyes have to be on him. It's going to mm-hmm. lead to everybody else being open. You're gonna, you're just going to get. Uh, how how do you want to get killed this this exactly? Week? It's, 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 it's a little sad though, looking back on it because. If Tyreek Hill was still with the Chiefs, to be so much better. But like, obviously, Patrick Holmes has not missed a step. He's doing these crazy things. But Tyreek Hill just added another layer to his offense that made it just so much more fun to watch. These two teams are just ridiculous. Yeah. There were a couple throws yesterday where I, I said out loud, Ty, Tyreek would have caught that. Yeah, he would have. And, you know, they're, they're missing him a little bit. But, I mean, the Chiefs still. I, nothing to worry for them. I mean, these are the two best teams in the NFL. Um, I think you either way. Yeah, I, I truthfully really think home field advantage way. might matter a lot because you play in Kansas City, you play in Buffalo. That AFC Championship game, big difference because yeah. it's so loud in Kansas City, and those Buffalo Bills you, fans you are saw the crazy. Fans. Yeah, Bills Mafia up there breaking tables. They're tailgated in sub degree weather, like they're nothing stops them. And now we have that new playoff overtime rule that mm-hmm. came about because of the. These what two is teams. the new rule? I think both teams are guaranteed a possession now. Okay. College rules, kind of? No. No, it's just that they're guaranteed at one, yeah. I think. Not that you started at 25 and got a score touchdown like college. It's just yeah. you're guaranteed Which possession. Which that'd be cool to see. It right. would be kind of fun. I, I've always been a proponent of college rules going to the NFL. I yeah. agree. I definitely agree with that. Um, all right. Other birds, game you want to talk about? Birds boys. Yeah, yeah, birds boys. So the birds are undefeated, 6-0. and Yeah. I don't think – I mean, a lot of people had high expectations for this team, but I don't think those expectations were this high. They have been balling. Looked absolutely unstoppable yesterday. Shout out to the defense. My God. Cooper Rush, you know, he he won the last four games for the Cowboys seemingly out of nowhere, and the Eagles came in and put him in his place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I – I'm gonna. I gotta look at the stats for this game because it just seemed like it was the Eagles pressure defense. after pressure, pick after pick, tenacious, just kept coming at them. Nothing could stop them. They just have so much energy they play with. The entire stadium is rocking. The entire Philadelphia sports has just gone crazy, and yeah. the Eagles have been amazing. They forced three, three picks, and they had they, a big they, fourth again, down stop in the beginning of the game yeah. that was ridiculous. Again, just looked really good. Jalen Hurts only threw the ball 25 times, had 155 passing yards, but two touchdowns. That's all you need. They got it done on the ground. Miles Sanders had a good game, and, you know, their guys stepped up. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. <laughs> they just have weapons. The, I think the Eagles right now are in a, they're in a place to steamroll the NFC, and uh, I think they have that number one seed locked Oh, up. absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. I still have a lot of faith in Dallas. Um, more than I've actually had in a while, to be honest. The defense looks really, really good. Dak Prescott should be back next week, I'd assume. And just we gives another. assume he starts. Yeah, I assume he comes back and starts. And they, the Cowboys, or 
Cooper Rush threw three picks, and the Cowboys yeah. only lost by nine points. That's got to be, you know, you got to find some silver lining in that. And Dak's not going to do that. Exactly. Zeke looked really good yesterday, he too. He did. He which, had some great runs. Very happy to see that. He's been struggling these past couple of years. But I, I don't think the Cowboys have too much to worry about other than the fact that the Eagles are in their division. Yeah. And the Giants are in their division. Well said. I'd say it's well said. All right. You guys want to Shout do out uh, Darius Slay. Really like Darius oh, Slay. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's really been balling yeah. for the team. Do you guys want the trivia question before we do Monday Night Football? Would love the trivia question right now. Okay. So the tight end position, especially in fantasy football this year, has been absolutely chaotic. Lots of guys just putting up duds week after week. Can you guys predict the top six guys with the most tight end touchdowns this year? Tight end touchdowns? Is Gerald Everett predict on there? Predict or, or, or... Or right now, currently. Yes, okay. currently. Is Gerald Everett on there? No, he's actually got two. He's right below. Three. It's three or more. Uh, How many are we predicting? Six. Kelsey, I know, is on yep. there. Kelsey's he got had, the most. He had seven. He had four in one game. Yeah. Is Dawson on there? Dawson Knox? No. What about Will Disley? Will Disley, shout yep. Out. Shout out. Shout out, Will Disley. Three touchdown catches. Um, is Goddard on there? Nope. Ertz? Nope. It's not a kid, all right? Nope. Kitty? I'm Darren Waller is he? He's nope. not on there. Yeah. Um. I'm assuming these are names who we just wouldn't suspect. No, there's there's three big guys, three decent decent sized guys, I guess. Mark Andrews. Yep, Mark Andrews oh, is second. He's got five. Guy. One more big guy. Or two more. Two more, kind of. Tight ends. How many are we missing right now? You're missing three. One you're not gonna get. The Indianapolis Colts guy has five receptions. Jelani Woods. Oh, who? God. Jelani Woods. Is Tunyon one of them? No. No. What about Mo Ali Cox? Nope. <laughs> a, little, a little more common than Mo Ali Cox. <laughs> are you laughing? <laughs> um, one guy uh, she scored last week. This week. Scored this week. Yep. He did the gritty. Said he won't do oh, the gritty Mike over again. Mike yeah, Gusecki. Yeah. Unseasoned gritty. Dude, that's terrible. <laughs> it's so t- you could tell he's practicing. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, one other guy. Good for him. NFC North. Who's the uh, Rudolph? Is he no. still in the league? Kyle he, Rudolph. Uh, he was with the Giants last Is year. It, um, oh, wow. Is it Cole Komet? No. It's little, he's a, he's a good he's a good, he's a decent sized name. Who's the um? Oh, uh, TJ. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, TJ. Yeah. Ah. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Gesicki, Will Disley, and the one and only Jelani Woods. <laughs> that was a good trivia. That was good trivia. Jesus. All right, Monday Night Football picks. <coughs> Big week this week. Liam, three and two. Me and True both at two and three. <laughs> Trying to get back what into this. What was the last game that we had? It was the uh, Rams-Niners game. And you guys both picked the Rams and I got the Niners. Mm-hmm. This week, Broncos at the Chargers, minus four and a half. Another primetime game for Russell Wilson. What do we got, Truett? Oh, you're starting with me. Four and a half is a scary – it's a sneaky large line to cover for this game. I can't tell if I'm rooting for the Chargers or I genuinely think they're going to win. Mm. 
Do either of you guys have an answer? Can yeah. I have time to th- Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have an answer. You can go, Liam. I'm rooting for the Chargers, and I think they're going to win. I think four and a half. I, I know it seems like a little bit of a trap line. I think it should be nine and a half. I don't think the Broncos are going to do anything this game. I think they're going to sputter out again. And, I mean, they got smoked by a, a bad Colts team last week. Couldn't do anything against their defense. Chargers are better on both sides of the ball. Uh, straightforward, I'm taking the Bolts to cover. Um, I also want to see Russell Wilson fail again. That would that would make my that would make my day. So, I have Russell Wilson in three of my four fantasy leagues, starting as <laughs> oh, my quarterback. Oh, and this week so I made the decision that I was going to pick up Geno Smith in all three of those leagues and start him over Russell Wilson, which seems absolutely ca- crazy, but I had to. And I think because I did that, oh, that's crazy. At all. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is mad at me, and I think this is the week he, he does something. Because Gino put up a goose egg, and Russell Wilson's gonna come out crazy. Chargers have not looked good. I like, I love the Chargers, but I just can't see them doing four and a half. I think the Broncos cover and win this game. Wow! Going into LA, Bronco country. Let's ride. Oh God! Russell Wilson, big game. Broncos win. I can't believe you just said let's ride. I cannot believe. <coughs> um. Okay. I am fearful that this is the breakout that Russell Wilson's going to have because it's it's got to happen eventually. We, we've said it every. We have, we have said it every time. Every we have said it every time. But I'm betting that last night Russell Wilson, when he went to bed in Denver or wherever the game is, in he, LA, he had a nightmare. He had a nightmare that Khalil Mack was coming for him, and that Khalil Mack was going to terrorize him, and that nightmare is going to become a reality. And I think that Broncos O-line looks awful. Ooh. Um, yeah, a lot of injuries on their, their offensive line. <laughs> and I think Khalil Mack is licking his chops right now. Mr. Nick Bosa doing the same. And Russell Wilson is going to be lucky if he gets a chance to breathe without being terrorized by these sharks in the water. Go Bolts, baby. Let's not ride. <laughs> uh, you also have some injuries on the defensive side, too, for the Broncos. They're missing a linebacker, safe, the two Chubb safeties. Plan? Yes. Okay. The one which, Cater- which safeties? Uh, Simmons? Caden Stearns and Justin Simmons. Wow. Ooh, no Simmons. Sean, are we thinking change? Counter-argument to your thing, Truett. I okay, feel like when Russell it, Wilson plays it. his best is when he is running for his life. Yes, but and tonight he will be running for his life been, with Joey Bose and Khalil Mack at him. I been, haven't seen that Russell Wilson in a while. He's been running for his life all season. He's coming out tonight, and he is. He had some fun time with Sierra last night, and he is whoa, going for whoa. it. Whoa! Now he's a man of faith. He would never, never do that. And he's isn't uh, J.C. Jackson's on? Um, he he is. Yeah, he's gonna. But the Chargers have not done anything to impress me this year. The Broncos have continuously, while <laughs> losing, kept these games close. I think Mr. Derwin James is gonna gonna have himself a nice little interception. All right, Derwin James interception. Book it. Book it. <laughs> Khalil Mack two and a half sacks. I don't even know if that's the line. If it is, take the over. Actually, that's a terrible take. Don't t- <laughs> don't take the over on that. Jesus. We do not endorse gambling. No. No, we do not. We do not. All right. Uh, this is a reminder. Definitely check back in um, next week because you're going to see that Liam's four and two. I'm three and three, and Sean's two and four. So, I uh, once again fading Liam, and we're going to go three and three. 
back to first place this week. So now you're gonna is this 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 no, season no. you're gonna be fading <laughs> in all time? To get to first place, you have to you have to jump. You have to jump me, and it, win or loss, I'm still gonna be first. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. <laughs> okay. I think it's time for some Major League Baseball. Oh. Uh, a lot happened these past two weeks. Uh, I'll let you guys give your side of the story of this Mets Padres um, series, best of three. I'll, I'll let you guys go first. Uh, you got it, Rank. You start. Um, that was terrible. Insanely disappointing. Um, not what any of us hoped for or expected. I think this week and a little bit has showed us what baseball is and what baseball playoffs are like. And more than any other sport, other than hockey maybe, anything can happen. And it's all about getting hot at the right time and getting finding ways to make hits, and the Mets just cooled off at the wrong time. Um, two of our aces on the mound, Jacob DeGrom delivered, Max Scherzer did not, but can't blame it on him. It's, it happens. Um, the last game was tough. I will die on the hill that Joe Musgrove is doing something. Oh my god! I will die on that hill. If the amount of times he was touching that ear of his, it's ridiculous. He was doing it again last night. What, what, what do you think he, he was, was doing, doing it again last no, night? I'm just I'm genuinely curious because I, I I don't know. Apparently, that apparently, well. mixing sunscreen with rosin can what? cause. Something that makes it stickier. What what is rosin? Rosin's the uh, bag on the back of the mound that they can like grab to, like for grip for grip. So what are you suggesting that he did illegally? He had sunscreen. You can't have sunscreen in your ear. You can't have sunscreen on your ear. I don't think it was sunscreen, but he he had it was something some, on his something. ear. He said it was it like was some weird. cooling thing that like yeah that, like, amps you up. Yeah yeah. I've yeah. Seen that before. Buck Showalter was checking balls from the beginning. He felt something. I I. What what? what so what did you you what does sunscreen do? In this case, sunscreen in combination with the rosin creates yes. like a sticky substance, allows them to have more control of the ball, increased velocity, all that stuff, which we're up a lot compared to regular season numbers. Okay, okay. And compared to the jump that most pitchers experience from going regular season to playoffs, his okay. numbers were a lot higher. I understand now. He they was, they did an ear check. I know, but he also rubbed his ear out before they did it. Okay. I. Uh, it doesn't matter. They lost, and it sucks, and I'm terrified for this offseason. And I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm not sure if this is the last time we saw Jacob DeGrom pitched right in uh, the Mets uniform. The last time we saw Edwin Diaz in a uniform. The last time we saw Brandon Nimmo in a uniform. I've heard I, – I just – whatever. Go, go, Liam. Yeah, I mean, when you score no runs in a playoff game, you're not going to win. Two hits. You can't, you can't two hits. get two hits in an elimination game. That's it's just pathetic. At home, I mean, in a three-game series, anything can happen. You know, you could stick the Athletics in there, and they could beat any given team in a three-game series. Uh, the Mets have a lot of question marks going into the offseason. I am excited because Steve Cohen did come out and say, you know, as disappointing as. The, the end of the season was we're still going to go out and spend <laughs> he did say that so I, I i'm i feel a little bit relieved but that's not how we envision this season it's not how you know losing three straight to the braves to close out the season and then you know we we took care of business against the nationals but still 
it just it left a sour taste in everyone's mouth and, and I think at that point we knew the Mets really weren't going to do much. It hurts when game one, you have a decision to make between Scherzer and DeGrom and you ride with Scherzer and he absolutely lays an egg on the mound, gives up home run after home run and essentially, you know, the series, you know, you win a game with, you have DeGrom behind you game two, but it's, it's a three-game series. Anything could happen. You need to win game one. And they just couldn't go out and perform. Got to give credit where credit's due. The Padres hit Trent Grisham. <laughs> Otherworldly right now. Um, and I'm very happy that the Padres beat the Dodgers. Because, you know. I, I The one thing I just don't get is, you know, the Mets lose a three-game series. Oh, they get clowned for it. The Braves and the Dodgers both lose in the divisional series in which they had a bye. And it was like, oh, we need to change the playoff format. The playoff format's not right. The best teams aren't making it. Have some have some clarity with that. Do you, the best team doesn't always win. The best team rarely wins. And you need to win when it matters most. As the Dodgers, you can't win game one of a five-game series and lose three straight Yeah. while you're rested, while you didn't play last week, while the Padres had to play DeGrom and Scherzer. You, you can't lose that game. On the, on the Braves' side, they just got smoked because they, they absolutely terrorized the Phillies in the regular season, did not take them seriously at all, and got absolutely railed by them. Spencer Strider, you look like an idiot with that stupid mustache. I'm happy the Phillies took you guys to school. But, you know, playoff baseball, anything can happen. And anything will happen. You have the five and the six teams playing the NL Championship Series. I don't think anyone in their right mind would have thought this was going to happen. It's all about getting hot at the right time. And these teams did it. Um, turn it over to you, Truett. We'll let you go, Truett. I'm ready. Have your fun. <coughs> I'm ready. Um, I want to start off by saying, and I apologize before I say this statement, the last game you got one hit, not two hits. Yeah, it was one one hit. Sorry. Oh God. Um, I just want to say um, I didn't think that we were going to win this series. Um, and the entire year I've been very critical. <coughs> I've been very critical of Blake Snell. I've been very critical of you, Darvish. Um, but I have to say both these series <coughs> – excuse me. The starting pitching has just looked phenomenal outside of Clevenger, and we'll get to that. Um, Darvish did absolutely everything he needed to do first game, and Snell, you know, did what he had to do, and then Musgrove did what he had to do in the three games, and that was the starting pitching I was very satisfied with. Um, bullpen, I thought, did really well. Josh Hader, who I've also been just very critical of, and for good reason, for the amount of blown saves he's had since he... Um, came to the Padres and the amount of games that he just honestly has let people back in. Um, and we'll get to the, the, the ninth inning of the, of the last game versus the Dodgers in a second, but um, I think he really deserves this and he really needed this. Um, and he, I don't know what he did to really get himself back into who he used to be, but very happy with that. And then when it comes to the offensive side, uh, we've really just been winning with our six through nine in the lineup. Um, Soto and Machado have really 
Machado's hit a couple dingers. I think he's he's like top five in the postseason. Um, if I'm, yeah, he's tied for fourth for two home runs. Um, but it's really just like Trent Grisham, who was batting in the regular season. I want to say 180 or something. Um, unbelievable. He, he he's he's he cooled down a little bit in the Dodgers series, but I think at one point he had like a. Uh, I guess how would you say this? Thousand four hundred? How would how would you say that for OPS? What he was batting like one point four? Oh yeah, he was. He was. I mean that's otherworldly, incredible. Hitting. And um, I think it was like he was batting four hundred, um, couple home runs, which I was shocked. I was shocked about that. But we've kind of been making some lineup changes. Josh Bell has it didn't really play at all in the Dodgers series on offense or defense, <laughs> which was really interesting. Um. But it's really just like guys like Grisham. Nola was batting unworldly in the Dodgers series. Uh, Will Myers. It's just, you know, Cronworth. It, it's a lot of the role players just stepping up when Soto, who didn't get a hit in the first game, two hits in the second game, and then I guess two hits in the third game. But overall, just hasn't really, you know, performed that well. Uh, Profar and Kim have kind of been switching in terms of leadoff. Um but I think it's really just been the bullpen has been doing amazing. I'm a huge, I'm very high on Nick Martinez and Suarez. Um, I think they both did amazing. And then I guess we'll get to the Dodgers series, um, which I have no idea why they started Clevenger game one. I remember we were talking about this, Liam, um, because, you know, it's the team like you really need to win game one, mm-hmm. especially versus the Dodgers. Um, and Clevenger, I mean, as expected, just, I mean, he lost the game. He gave up four runs. Um, he only pitched two, two and two thirds of an inning, and gave up four runs in that time. Um, and the, and Gurias just like absolutely destroyed, like torched us. Like I, I knew every pitcher that the Dodgers had, starting pitcher was going to be amazing. Offense didn't come to play. Profar Soto didn't get a hit. Uh, Machado got a hit, but other than that, everyone else really cooled down. Um, and it looked pretty, not necessarily helpless, but um, it looked like it was going to be pretty bleak um, starting down 0-1, but we had Darvish coming in, Snell, and then Musgrove, obviously. Um, and even after they took out <clears throat> they took out Clevenger, bullpen still did well. They didn't give up, they gave up one more run collectively after the first two innings. Um, and, you know, the offense kind of came around a little bit. It was only 5-3 after being down 5-0. So I kind of was a little optimistic. And then Darvish came in, um, did what he needed to do, just, I mean, gave up a couple runs, but he also had seven um, seven strikeouts, which is just, um, you know, was really good. The offense was looking like it was picking up. And, you know, to tie it up at 1-1, have Snell come in. Snell came in, and it was a very close game, 2-1. Um, Gonzalez only I don't know what happened. He only pitched an inning and a third. I really don't know what they were doing there. Um, but Hader again did what he needed to do: two strikeouts in the inning, shut him down. And then <clears throat> I'm really going to spend most of the time just talking about Game Four, which I was on the plane for most of. But I ended up seeing. I saw the first six innings when it was five zero. Uh, excuse me, four. Or, no, sorry, it was two zero. And then when I got back to from the airport, it was three one three zero, and it was looking pretty helpless. Um, 
you know, Musgrove did Musgrove outside of a really bad third inning when he was I think he had like thirty pitches and gave up the two runs. Um, outside of that, he had like a couple of his innings were like single digit pitches. So he he honestly had a phenomenal game and got out of a really bad. I want to say it was sixth inning, maybe it was the fifth inning, where there was like three guys. It might have been bases loaded, or I think it might have been two guys on base, and he got out of that, which was really inspiring to see. He played, I mean, he had a quality start, so can't really be too mad. But it was really the seventh inning, and <clears throat> before I say anything, I forgot. Um, Excuse me, Tyler Anderson for the Dodgers pitched amazing, pitched out of his mind. It was really incredible to see, and I thought this is going to be this is going to be it. This is how the Dodgers tie up the series because, like, we just couldn't get any offense going, and then the bats just lit on fire. And five runs in the seventh inning. It was in Petco. The crowd was just going absolutely bananas. Um, five three. Nothing happens in the eighth, and the ninth. You got Josh Hader coming up. It's been shaky all year. And what do you know? It's top of the lineup. You got Mookie. You got Turner. You got Freeman. And he got three strikeouts. And I don't know if you guys saw his reaction afterwards, but he was absolutely electric. Like, he was just so excited. Um, and I think he really deserved it. Petco Park was just going bananas. Finally, you know, beat the the, the big brother that kind of terrorized us this whole season. 111 wins. Um and I think, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know what more I can say besides. I think it was just the, the a team win all around. Um, guys stepping up when you know at, at when they needed to. Great pitching, um, and the Dodgers honestly like made a lot of mistakes. Like a lot of those five runs that happened, like they were just. I don't think they were errors, but um, it was just they. You know, they couldn't make the plays on defense. And now we got this. We're playing the Phillies. We are actually have home field, home park advantage, which is uh, kind of crazy. But you know they also just beat the Braves, who another one of the best teams in baseball. So I don't know who do who do you guys see winning this series? Um, you both have a lot of momentum going to the series. The Phillies electric environment. I think it's big that the Padres are home because. Citizens Bank Park is a tough place to play this time of year. I think we've seen the electric fans there. I'm so hoping the Padres win the series. I'm a huge Padres okay, fan right now good. for this yes, series. Absolutely. I um, hope the Guardians win it overall, but let's go Padres this series. Please. I'm echoing exactly what Rank Put says. Put the Phillies in their place. Yeah, it's time to bring Philly back down to earth. Um, I'm very happy that they smoked the Braves, but I don't want to see them win another game. Nope. <laughs> No, please not. Yeah. A nice four-game sweep would be amazing, Truett. Love a Guardians-Padres World Series. Oh, wow. That. The Guardians winning in seven. Sorry, Nothing Truett. would get me more excited than that. Wow. So, in this series, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of the offense that's happened in the playoffs is in this series. Um, two of the top five leaders in batting average are in the series. Uh, three of the top five leaders in home runs are in the series. See what else we got here. It's Three of the top five in RBI. It's going to be an so. offensive series. Yeah. I know every year. Four of the top five in hits in the playoffs in this series. Every year it comes down to which team hits the most home runs in the playoffs. That's how you win playoff games. Um, I guess looking at just how teams are constructed, I'd say, I mean, all of this can be taken with a grain of salt. Philly has just more home run hitters, but Trent Grisham, who hit – you know, probably like what? How many home runs this regular season? 
five or something like that. He hit he has three already. So uh, this one, nobody expected these teams to be here. It's going to be a great series. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, go, you guys have Padres. you Darvish on the mound game one. Phillies have not announced their star yet, so we'll wait and see about that. First game tomorrow night, huge series. Looking forward to it. Um, I guess let's quickly switch over to the other side. The Astros took care of business against the Mariners. Three-game sweep. Mariners so kept it close. 18 innings or something? Yeah, like a lot, a lot of oh, overtime my games. my God, what it, a game. It's really sad because the Mariners could have won every single game. Oh, exactly, game. every they time. could have won every single game. They lost on the Jordan Alvarez three-run walk-off nuke. He really terrorized them that series. And then he hits a go-ahead two-run bomb the game after that. And then they lose in 18 innings. Very tough for the Mariners. Really tough from the swall against an interdivision rival that has absolutely smoked them this season. Um, but the Astros, you know, they took care of business. They got it done. They're getting a little rest right now, and they're going to play winners of the uh, Yankees-Guardians. Yeah, let's go Ho- Guardians tonight. the Guardians, which is really – the Guardians are in a good position to win this game. They have – all of their bullpen is rested. Mm-hmm. Um, Garrett Cole's not pitching. Garrett Cole isn't pitching. They're in a position to win this game. The only problem is they're playing at Yankee Stadium, but I mean, James Tyone has done is not a great pitcher of the Yankees over this year. It's not the guy they want on the mound right now. Neither do they want Aaron Savali. Like, come on now. And the Guardians, they've taken care of Aaron Judge. Yeah, they have. Judge has not had a great series. You always have the mantra that you cannot have the team's best player beat you. Yep. And so far, the Guardians have had Harrison Bader beat them. Uh huh. And let him do it again. Let him try to do it again. He will take that 10 out of 10 times. Absolutely. Cleveland's hot at the right time. I expect them to go into New York today and win. I do as well. And then I expect them to beat the Astros. And then I expect them to beat the Padres. And we will have a Cleveland Guardian. First time season with a new name. Lifting the trophy. Why are you guys so high on the Guardians, just out of curiosity? Because we just don't we like don't the Phillies, the Yankees, and we don't want the Yankees want the or the Phillies. Astros, and yeah. for you, we don't want the Padres to we win. We don't want the Padres to whoa, whoa, whoa. win. Why, why that? Why that so You guys beat us. Yeah. Okay, okay, fair, fair, fair. Would you be mad if the Padres won? No. Like not especially. Not if, if the Yankees, Philly, if the Yankees or Phillies won. If it's Yankees, won, Phillies, World Series. I'm not watching. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> if the Padres win it all, what do you think they do with Tatis? I mean... It means that they're probably favored to win next year yeah. too. They're bringing them back. They okay. can't do them back. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's like as a culture thing. I, I don't. They've really got know so much money. Not gonna, yeah. They can't do anything with them. They already paid him. Well, can't you just unload? You got to pay Soto too. Can't, what if they just unloaded Tatis onto someone else? To where? Who's going to take the money? Yeah, it's a lot of money invested. I don't know. If, if he's not listening, but Denemy got in my head the other day and, and threw that idea <laughs> in my head, and it, and it kind of excuse me, it kind of effed uh, with me a little bit. Um. All right, should we move on to NBA? Yes. Yeah. Season opener tomorrow. Who's playing? Celtics Sixers. And? Mm. Lakers Warriors. Ooh. Some great time to watch some Pat Bev and Russ fun. <laughs> Is Russ going to start? I don't know. Should he start? I don't know. I'm actually, to be honest, excited to see Russ running with the second team because he needs the ball in his hand a lot. And I think you can facilitate much more. The offense can run more smoothly with him playing the second team. I think the second team will be better because of it. I totally agree. I think he should have been off the bench last year, but here nor there. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, Celtics just released their new uniforms. I don't know if you guys saw. Bill Russell. Yeah. Yeah. It's They're nice. nice. Very nice. Um, excited for the Celtics season. Celtics Sixers should be a great matchup. Two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. I see how James Harden. He says he's in the best shape of his life. Can he it's prove not, that? Not obese. Yeah. Lost a little weight. All right, I got something for you guys. Yeah. Uh, two hours ago, the NBA released their Week One power rankings preseason. Yeah. I'm gonna go through the top ten, and I want you to tell me if there's anybody missing, which would mean that someone's you know that's not supposed to be there, or if there's somebody that's egregiously higher or lower than they should be. I'm gonna start from one and go down to ten. Warriors, Bucks, Celtics, Suns, Clippers, Sixers, Nuggets at seven, Grizzlies at eight, Heat at nine, and Nets at ten. What do you think? Like nitpicking things, I can't. There's nothing like. There's one that I thought Liam was gonna really be mad at. The nugget that seven seems a little higher. Not knowing what Jamal Murray is gonna come back and do. Um, Clippers at five seems a little low. I think they should be a little higher, but I can't really think they could beat. I thought he was gonna be mad at the Suns being at four. I think Clippers should be over Suns, but they haven't proved anything. People have been, you know, the the Suns made that one run when everyone was hurt. They did it once, couldn't do it last year. Yeah, but they were for the top team in the. They got the first seed. That means nothing. I know. Jazz were. F- I know, but powering is based on that right now. Yeah. What do you guys think of the top three? Warriors, Bucks, Celtics. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Those. Are, I think those are the three best teams. I think you can interchange them a little bit. Like, yeah. I think they're. I think it could be interchangeable order. Yeah. I would probably put Bucks above Warriors if I had to choose. I think a healthy uh, Bucks team is the best in the NBA. Yeah. Sleep on the Celtics games. I mean, you well, I wasn't even talking about the Celtics. Yeah, oh, you were saying the Celtics should be one. We don't have to bring this up, but There's the only potato. reason why it was seven games is because Chris Middleton was out. It would have been a five-game series. We, but that's neither here nor there. Celtics Pass got the better. Pass. 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 Celtics Pass. got better. Celtics Brogdon got better. in. They did. They did get better. They also lost their. The I Bucks mean, just got a year a older. A lot, lot of question marks. Sixers at six. What do we think about that? I like that. That's fine. Heat. Heat. I don't yeah. like the Heat at all. I'm not a Heat guy, but they win. Yeah, they always win. And the Nets, I don't love. Grizzlies at eight. That that's, that's a fine. little bit. I don't know. They should I be think, higher. No, I think them being a two seed last year. Oh yeah, was you know. Then I repeating that again. They overdid themselves. Um, I don't think they're going to be a two seed coming into this season. Who's uh, a, do you have eleven through fifteen there, Trey? I do. So I was going to say, do you think eleven should be in the top ten? Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh. Mm. No, no, not proven. Not yeah, yet. This is this is a um, you know, you don't know. You, anything could happen. Like there's there's some teams I'm intrigued about. Like I'm intrigued to see what the Hawks yeah. do with Deontay and Trey Young. I want to see what the Timberwolves are gonna do. Timberwolves. I I think yeah. Timberwolves should be top ten. I'm gonna, I am big on the Timberwolves. I'm gonna this go year. through twelve through twenty and stop me if you think that there's something egregiously wrong. Twelve <laughs> Raptors, thirteen Mavericks, fourteen. Boom. Twelve team. Raptors. Yeah. Oh wow, that's man. really high. Over yeah. over who? Over the Mavs. Over, over the Mavs. Mavs? No, over, come on. Over Timberwolves. Over the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are at fourteen. Wow. So I think T Wolves above the Grizzlies. I that's I don't. As think in they should leapfrog to the top ten, or as yeah. the Grizzlies should come back down to earth. I think the Grizzlies will come back down. To, I, I think the Grizzlies will not be a top ten team, and the Timberwolves will be a top ten team. 
I think that okay. I don't think that's egregious at all. No. I think that's a very Hawks fair at thing. fifteen. That's fine. I don't Hawks at fifteen? Pelicans at sixteen. I like the Pelicans. Zion yeah. at back healthy. Is he healthy? I guess there's just there's yeah. just a lot of good teams in the NBA right now. There's not average teams. Like like good teams. Like not great teams. Here's a team that that plummeted from last year, I'm sure, at the beginning of the season. Bulls at seventeen. Yeah. Fair. Blue fair. New Jalen Brunson in town, Knicks at eighteen. That's a little high. A little high. I like the Knicks. I hope who's, Jalen Brunson as well. It's a little high though. Them? Right below them, your Los Angeles Lakers at nineteen. Just just say it. You think it's too high. Just say it. Just no, say I it. I don't. No. They should be able to the Knicks. Yeah. Kings at twenty. <laughs> Keegan Murray. The Lakers are right above the Kings. <laughs> Blazers <laughs> at twenty one. Ugh. Who's below these teams? Like, where else are we going? Wizards at 22. Okay. Magic at 23. Uh, Rockets at 24. Uh, this is the, all just kind where of Where are the Pistons? Whatever. Pistons at 25. Who's last? I think the Pistons should be higher. Hornets at 26. Yeah, Actually, before I get to the bottom three, who do you think's last? Oh, wow. Spurs. So, Got to be the Jazz, Or bottom right? four, sorry. The Jazz. Spurs. Spurs. Then the Jazz. Or no, I'm sorry. The Pacers at 29. The Jazz at 28. And your Oklahoma City Thunder at 27. I guess it makes sense. Spurs are taking for Victor. Wow, there are a lot of lot of teams that can do some damage. I think the top like twenty teams, no top, yeah, twenty teams are really good, and then the bottom ten kind of suck. But I think the Pistons can be higher. Though. I I have faith in the Pistons with Ivy K. Yeah, I could see them doing Sadiq. a play in play in type thing. So Jeremy Grant, who's wait, who's on no, the Jeremy's team? now on the uh, yeah, who's the Blazers? I think they have a power forward center. <laughs> they got Duran in the draft. Yep, Marvin Bagley's so there. The, the Pelicans Bojan. were sixteen. Yeah. Wow. yeah. You should be higher or lower. I mean, I guess it's perfectly rated, but it's just that's kind of hard to conceive. There are a lot of teams like outside the top. You know, the Pelicans starting lineup this year is CJ, <laughs> Brandon Ingram, Herbert Jones, Zion, and Jonas Valachunas with Jackson saying. Hayes and they're Jose gonna, Alvarado off the bench. Devontae Graham is still there. Larian Jr. Like, they're a good team. There are a lot of teams that are very interchangeable. I yeah. don't think. That power ranking, you know, besides like the top six, eight, I think outside of that, it's going to be a big mix up. Would you want to do a quick, I guess, season starts tomorrow. Do you want to do a quick prediction? Yeah. For the games? No, no, no. For like end of the season. Oh, uh, for the, for the, or just the games. Standings. Boring. Just the games? I'd do the standings. Yeah, I'll do standings. Why not? Okay. Who wants to go first? I get. Well, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just do the top eight playoff teams? I guess now it's ten, but yeah, Can we do top four, top four, top four, top four. Top top four. four. Really? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Top four. Go east and then west. Uh, one second. All right, top four, and I would like it in order. In so. the east, the Celtics will be number one seed. Your Bucks will be the number two seed. Um. Nets will be three, Sixers four. I'm going to throw Cavs at five just for fun. Liam? I was going to say the same thing, except maybe I'll change the Cavs and the Sixers. Okay. Bucks. Celtics. Sixers, Cavs. Okay. Nets five or Nets Uh, four down? I might go Heat, Nets. I'm still not high in the Nets. Yeah. All right. They gotta show me. They gotta show me something. That's fair. All right, West Conference. 
Yeah, you start first, Drew. We'll switch it up. Laker? No, I'm kidding. This is, for me, this is a really interesting one because I don't know who to put at one. I think I'm just going to cop out answer go Warriors at one. You know what? Like, okay, it's the beginning of the season. Why not? I'm going to go Mavericks at two. Clippers at three. Suns at four. Yeah, that was uh, – I mean, this, this is just – there's so much talent in this conference. It, it's really tough to do, but I, I was just going for something a little bold. I'm going to go Nuggets, Clippers, Warriors, Timberwolves. Wow. I'm going to be random. T-Wolves. I love that. I knew you would like that. Even I love I, that. I hate the Clippers, but I, I – they're, right, they're, they're going to be good. The they're only fear I have with that is so I like the Nuggets, number one, because I feel like – I they're a team that's going to compete. They're going to be absurd in the regular year. season. The team that's going to like try because it is a little bit of attempting to try to win the thing. I don't love Clippers at two because I don't think Paul George and Kawhi will play enough to get to two. So I would put Nuggets, T Wolves, Clippers, Warriors. You're putting the Warriors four. Yeah. Wow. I think they're going to rest for the playoffs. They did it last year. They're going to do it again. True. Before we wrap up. Um, Nasir Little, four years, twenty-eight million. Happened thirty-eight minutes ago. Oh. And KPJ, four That's years, eighty-two point five million. Wait, Nasir Little, four years, how much? Twenty. Twenty-eight. 28. Wow, what, what were the deal? What were the two Warriors? Wow. Hmm? Were two Warriors contracts Saturday? Uh, Poole was four year, one forty. And then Wiggins, Wiggins had a contract one oh nine, four year. Yeah. So in Tyler Hero, quick, quick four thing. year, one fifty. Can we discuss real quickly? Does Draymond stay with the? Is Draymond a warrior at the end of the season? Unless he t- he's got to take a pay cut. I thought that. Yeah, I thought they had to choose between the two for money. And I think are they are they, they triple over the salary? They're like triple yeah, but the it doesn't matter anymore. No, but yeah, there is a, a, a there is somewhere up there is a hard cap. Yeah. There's no hard cap. It's a tax. I think. Just I don't think you could just. I think that there's got to be a hard cap at some point. Unless I've played too much but, my league. But how much? My league is a t- cap. I don't know if there's a cap. What, <laughs> what type of money could you give Draymond though? He's regressed a ton. Is he a free agent this season? I, I was just more. I was free agents, more yeah. talking about the fact that the situation with him and Poole. Like what? Like, oh, well, they, they were both free agents this season. I it mean, this offseason, yeah, now Poole's not. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense from the Warriors' standpoint. As no, much Draymond's, as hate, Draymond's getting paid in 23, as much as I hate Draymond Green, this was kind of scummy on the Warriors. I mean, to just four, yeah, four-time champ, two-time depoy. Yeah, he, if you had to lock up one of them. He went through your tank. He he held it down for your tank. Yeah. So that you're able to do this now. So you were able to win a championship. It is a little scummy. It is a little – it's it's Celtics-esque. I'll say that. Celtics? Yeah. Like, like Isaiah Thomas. Oh, yeah. okay. Kind of front office scum. Okay. <laughs> you can say that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that. I mean, yeah. I think we can all agree that this, the Celtics trading away Isaiah Thomas was the right move. But. Yeah, it was the right move, but it was scummy. It was I mean, scummy. I think Draymond's not a good basketball player, so it's it's a good move, but it's scummy. Okay. Um, I think it was well-spoken, yeah. I guess one last thing before we wrap up the show. Um, just released during the show right now. The AP polled top 25 preseason college basketball rankings. Villanova, number 16. Lowest ranking since 2008. I think it's an atrocious ranking. Let them sleep. Let them keep <laughs> sleeping on us. Cam Wimble will be back. Justin Moore's going to be back for the Big East. Brizzy's looked ridiculous. Mark Armstrong's looked amazing. Dixon's been good. Slater's back. Caleb Daniels. 
Jordan Longino, my Jay boy. Moore. Jay Moore. My God, this team is going to be ridiculous this year. I think we have more talent this year than we've had in a while. We've I My biggest thing is I remember watching last year when we watched us play Baylor or us play these teams, and we looked out there and we're like, we make a single mistake, we're losing this game because we're not the most talented team out there. We're just playing with heart in these things. This year, we have so much talent. Yeah. Cam Wilmer is ridiculous. Mark Armstrong can dunk. He can do everything. He's, this is a talented Villanova basketball team who's got raw uh, athletic ability that we haven't seen in a while. Whew. Loving it. Big East champs, book it. Final four, book it. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I wholeheartedly agree. Also, Brizzy, loving him. <laughs> I love Brizzy. Go Cats. He looks like Colin Gillespie out there. <laughs> Go Cats, baby. You're listening to 89.1 FM, WXVU. No birthdays. No No, birthdays. No no notable birthdays today. All right, and shout out to Bryce Harper yesterday for his birthday. Oh, Carlos Gonzalez. Happy birthday. Cargo. Cargo. Happy Happy birthday. birthday. (laughs) Whew. Happy birthday. Rocky's legend. 89.1 FM, WXVU, The Roar, Villanova Student Run Radio. You're listening to Find the Locker Room. Twitter. YouTube. Go now, right after the show. Unless you're driving and you're listening to us. Please don't do that. Next Monday, you know where to find us. You know when to find us. We've said enough already. Padres will be in the World Series next week. Yes, sir. Weekend. Yes, sir. Is that actually... It, it would be over by... Four-game sweep, it will be. <laughs> I love that. Idea. I love that. Hopefully, I'll be celebrating. I might bring my Machado jersey into the studio. We'll see. Go Cats. Go Padres. Good night, America.